This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, March 22nd, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Allen. Here's today's headlines. Deer responds to right to repair critics. SEC to require disclosure of climate-related risks. After pressure from groups on repair policies, John Deere expands available tools. Farm equipment manufacturer John Deere announced yesterday plans to expand the availability of tools for diagnosing problems with equipment in 2023, while also teasing additional announcements on repair options in the future. The company, which has recently been the subject of six lawsuits and an FTC complaint accusing it of monopolizing the repair market for Deere-branded machines with onboard central computers, said it plans to release an enhanced consumer solution that includes an, a mobile device interface and the ability to download secure software updates directly to embedded controllers on select John Deere equipment with 4G connections. It will also allow online purchases of Customer Services Advisor, a database of operator diagnostics and technical manuals that was previously only available to purchase from dealerships. Now, continuing the story, uh, we recognize our customers' desire for more autonomy in managing their equipment, Gaxtetter said. From the other side, we aren't campaigning for a kinder, gentler monopoly on repair. Kevin O'Reilly, the Right to Repair campaign director for USPIRG, said in a release that also pointed out the solutions specified in the announcement were only applied to select equipment and only through wireless 4G connections. SEC proposal requires business disclosure of climate risks. Publicly traded companies would have to disclose the amount of greenhouse gases they emit and what they're doing to reduce them under a proposal released yesterday by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Ag and food companies and others that issue stock would be required to analyze, quote, the material impacts of fiscal risk on their strategy and the management of climate-related risks that according to the proposal. For example, an agriculture producer or distributor might disclose the likely impacts of drought on its own product mix or that of its suppliers, including increased expense for additional water, the proposal said. Scott summons meatpacking CEOs for House Ag hearing. The House Agriculture Committee plans to convene the leaders of the four leading meatpacking firms for an April hearing. House Ag Committee Chair David Scott of Georgia announced yesterday he plans for an April 27 hearing in a statement. He then clarified at the AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit that the hearing would include CEOs of the so-called Big Four meatpackers if they accept the committee's invitation. The question continues to be asked whether there is anti-competitive behavior taking place, Scott said in a virtual appearance. Representative Glenn Thompson, the committee's ranking member, expressed some frustration over the hearing and the direction of the committee. If there has been manipulation or wrongdoing by packers, then the law needs to be enforced 
under the existing authorities at both USDA and the Department of Justice. Thompson, a Pennsylvania Republican, said in a statement, unfortunately, this hearing, scheduled with zero input from Republicans, has the appearance of a political charade designed to further this administration's narrative of blaming industry executives instead of the Democratic Party's own reckless spending for skyrocketing inflation. By the way, Julianne Potts, the president and CEO of the North American Meat Institute, pointed to hearings on the subject that have already taken place. Two in House Ag and additional oversight by the House Judiciary and Senate Judiciary and Agriculture Committees and said the group would offer familiar thoughts at the upcoming hearing. The Meat Institute and its members have already made themselves available to Chairman Scott and all members of Congress on several occasions to help improve the understanding of beef markets. She said this hearing will be no different. The questions have been asked and answered. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. EDGE believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Ag panel leaders still pursuing conservation funds. Senate Agriculture Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow is holding out hope that Congress will pass the conservation program funding that was included in the Build Back Better bill that died in the Senate. The funding is seen as the most realistic way to increase farm bill funding. I am very hopeful we can add resources, Stabenow, the Michigan Democrat, said yesterday during the annual AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit. Short of that, we will be dealing with a flat-funded farm bill, so that will be our, our challenge at this point. Scott, the House Ag Chairman, insisted he was continuing to work on securing more money for conservation programs. He said, I assure you, we are moving on conservation. We'll find a way. Hungary faces fertilizer supply predicament. Hungary is a stark example of how the Russian invasion of Ukraine is impacting the European ag sector's access to fertilizer. Hungary has some domestic production but imports much of what its farmers need from Russia, and that supply has been cut off, a Hungarian government official tells AgriPulse. As for the natural gas that Hungary's domestic fertilizer and industry needs to import to make nitrogen fertilizer, it's just become too expensive, and one of Hungarian producer recently shut down production, the official said. Russia's corn farmers will mostly have enough fertilizer to plant corn this spring, but that's not likely to be the case for the next winter wheat crop. U.S. Ag needs Canadian Railroad back in service. There have been no new statements from the Canadian Pacific Railway or the Teamsters Rail Conference Canada 
since the railroad shut down just after midnight Saturday night. But farmers and fertilizer suppliers are anxious for a labor agreement that gets trains running again. In 2021, Canadian Pacific transported 428,568 carloads of grain and 151,789 carloads of potash, much of which originate from or derive to the U.S. grain elevators served by the railroad, said Mike Steenhoke, executive director of the Soy Transportation Coalition. It would never be a good time to have such a transportation network shut down, Steenhoke said, but stressed it's especially bad now as the war on Ukraine escalates, tightening global supplies of grain and of fertilizer. Here's today's He Said It. What you're asking is, is there a solution to Chuck Grassley? That former Senate Ag Chairman Pat Roberts, the Kansas Republican, when asked at the AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit about the prospects of passing a bill that would impose cash trade mandates on cattle markets. Senator Chuck Grassley, the Iowa Republican, is a co-sponsor of the legislation and a longtime champion of mandating that packers buy more cattle on the spot market. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, March 22nd, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.